Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Sometimes the world looks like you ain't ever seen it before. Stuck behind never-ending windows. All you need is a door. Searching for something to put a smile back on your face. Just remember in unusual times it can come from an unusual place. You need a partner for the ride. Cause everybody needs a climb. So set your worries to the side. Just ask. Say the word and I'll be there. Just ask. You know the greatest Shit 90 Shows Taught Me was not filmed before a live studio audience. Welcome back to Shit 90 Shows Taught Me. I'm Jess Sterling here with my co-host, Sarah Ferguson. Sarah, how are you? Jessica, I am great. I've said it once. I've said it twice. I've said it five times. Can't believe we finished another season of Boy Meets World. How did this happen? Two seasons to go. I... I really can't believe it either. I mean, obviously, with us doubling up on episodes, this ending was going to come sooner than it would have otherwise. But I still feel like we did a lot of singles this this season. We did. Yeah. Yeah, we did. Because there was a lot to cover this season. This season had Mm -hmm. a lot of meat and potatoes to it. You know, some hearty Boy Meets World where we we lost a lot of the fluff, we lost a lot of the nonsense, and we got mm-hmm. really into amazing Boy Meets World that you and I remembered from when we were a kid. Like, you know, we thought, yeah. hey, like, all these memorable episodes, where are they? They're in season five. Yeah, a lot of them are specifically, like, the back half of season five has... Some hmm. iconic episodes. Yeah, I think they they did a really good job, in my opinion, on spreading them out where there were mm-hmm. a lot of memorable ones in the beginning, a lot of memorable ones in the middle, and a lot of memorable ones at the end. And for me, it was kind of not like a a hill or a roller coaster when you're going up. I think that there were like hills and valleys, but... Mm-hmm. It continued throughout the season to be like a really good episode and then like a filler episode and then a really good episode and then like a filler episode. Yeah. yeah, I think the thing that is like 
consistent with season five as I feel like we enjoyed it most of the way through. There weren't a lot of episodes where we were like, what are we doing here? Which I feel like all the other <laughs> yes. seasons, there's been moments where we've said that. Like, yeah, what exactly. actually are we watching right now? Um, but yeah, like let's let's recap a little bit of like prior seasons, right? Um, I just want to make sure I'm pretty sure we both have the same season ratings. Like we had agreed on this. Like our current rankings for the seasons were season three, then season four, then season one, and then season two. Like that's where Correct. we had put it. Yeah, I'm pretty confident that's the case. Yeah. And so for me, and then probably for you, like season five, easily number one. Absolutely. Like a very easy top number one yeah. season of the show. Yeah. Totally, absolutely. It's definitely the strongest. This is where a lot of, like I said, really memorable, exciting episodes took place. Mm -hmm. um, I enjoyed the majority of it. Um, and there's not a lot of times where I was like, ugh, like I can't, this is a slog to get through. Yeah. And I still think that season four wasn't as strong as season three. Season three, we liked a lot, surprisingly so. That's a lot of really strong Sean stuff where mm -hmm. I think that Sean had his time. Last season, I was expecting it to be a really good season, but we got a lot of, like, um, Corey and Topanga are in their honeymoon stage and there's no drama and they're yeah. happy they all, all the time. This season, all drama, all the time. And it was great. Like, and I think yeah. the reason we had such high expectations for season four is that I think part of part of it was like we were misunderstanding the season order and we were like, mm -hmm. oh, maybe like we thought that a lot of the season five content was in season four. And so now that we actually have gotten this content, I'm actually really curious to see what will happen when we get to season six, because I strongly feel that no other season will beat the season in terms of our favorites. I would be very surprised if there's another season six or seven that would be as strong as season five. Yeah. How, I have a feeling so that by we'll the time see. we get to season seven, we're going to be like, we're going to oh be done. God. I mean, that's going to be where I mean, talk about senioritis, uh, you know. <laughs> Corey and Sean definitely had senioritis. We're going to have season senioritis by seven. We're going to be like, you know what, guys? You want to recap? Here's our recap. Something <laughs> happened and it was boring. Something else <laughs> happened and it was fun. They're in college. They're in college. Yeah. yeah so they I, are I have a married feeling that it's, now. it's downhill from here. But like, I'm still excited because... Um, obviously, seasons one and two definitely had that little kid feel to it in, in, a, in, a, oh, excuse me, in a nostalgic way that was very fun to watch. Yeah. But at least with season six and seven, they'll be older. So maybe there'll be a little bit more drama um, yeah. to sink our teeth into. That's that's what I think. Like this, we always say how Boy Meets World is known to grow with its audience. And I think that mm -hmm. season five is like a very good example yeah. of how it does because... In this season, we get more complex, immature issues. We get Yum. a drinking episode. We get cheating. We get uh, sex talk. We get the things that, you know, older teenagers that are 17, 18 year olds that they think about and what they mm -hmm. situations that they can get into. And I think that this show did a really good job of, you know, saying hey this is real life teenage issues and yeah. and not in like a you know a Dawson's Creek or sort of way or a Degrassi sort of way where maybe we go too extreme 
Well, right. Because I was going to say. Shame. Less so Dawson's Creek. They, well, they're the a bunch of fucking losers over on that <laughs> creek. I was going to say, though, it's funny that both shows we cover, one is, you know, a teen drama and the other is more of a sitcom moral of the story type of situation. Right. It's very interesting. Both of these are 90s shows. Obviously, different points in the 90s. You know, Boy Meets World starts a little bit earlier. Um, but both of these start in the 90s and both of them, we are in season five of Boy Meets World and spoilers for Dawson's Creek. Like if you're ever going to watch that, like don't listen to the next 30 seconds of what I'm going to say. We're in season four of Dawson's Creek and no one has had sex yet. Um, well, but Pacey has, but it's not like a huge story. I think the Boy Meets World kids are closer to having sex than the Dawson's Creek kids. But you know what I mean? Like, it's interesting that it has taken this long for it to happen in any of the shows. Whereas yeah. I feel like a modern show, it would be like season one. Everyone's having yeah. sex. Sean said that he's done everything but up to this point. Yeah. How much does Dawson do? Did mm. anything? Nothing. I feel like he's gotten an under the shirt feel. That's it. That's it. That's, That's it. Probably Sean's done gone. everything, but I mean, yeah. Corey's literally done nothing as well. But uh, <laughs> I think Corey and Absolutely Dawson are nothing. probably on the same. Yeah, level. they're on the similar levels. Yeah. yeah. So um, let's let's dive into our thoughts on season five proper. So um, I, like I said, best season of the show for me. Um, I said like I really enjoyed like even though we had some funky episodes like we do every season they didn't feel as like what am I watching as more as they felt like an event because we had those TGIF episodes right there with was Sabrina that? and DJ Tanner yeah yeah so there was there was that but I I mean I enjoyed personally the uh, Witches of Pembroke I mean how mm-hmm. else are we going to appreciate a quality <laughs> um what was it? The quality, not the deck. The oh, the balcony. balcony. The yeah, balcony. the balcony. I, love, the I balcony. love the balcony talk. There, that was kind of like a what, uh, what the f moment. But yes, but it was like we knew it was because they had done like a TGIF event, so it made more sense. Right. Yeah. I for me, I think that the issues that I had was when Corey was getting like particularly ridiculous um, Mm -hmm. in terms of um, kind of I don't know when he he when he was just being a teenager whether but I liked I kind of did like some of those episodes where he was being moody like the one that he like threw his dad onto the ground raging Corey (laughs) you're like yeah Corey throw it because it's real (laughs) and it's like passionate I think like what my for me the what the fuck episodes were like Eric Hollywood but then again I liked a fun one it's fun but I was like what the what that one I was like what is happening here but also it's like super funny and memorable because I remember the kids as writers so um, that's not that bad. Like Boy Meets Real World, where like Corey was filming his friends, uh, like mm-hmm. it was real world. That was like, what the heck is going on here? Yeah. But once again, none of my least favorite episodes are necessarily like awful. Who's afraid of Corey Wolf episodes? Yeah, I I hundred percent agree with that, and I think that like. Um, I think even I think Corey starts to lose me towards the end of the season, right? Like I'm here for all of the drama of um Linda Cardellini mm-hmm. and Topanga, right? Like here for all of that, but we also are gonna get on his case because he lied and then he like you know he fibbed and then he twisted the actual truth and all of that stuff. Of course, I'm gonna get on Corey's case, and he really loses me towards the end of the season when 
he is just being a complete butt to like all his friends about with college, college. He's afraid of change but then it's the, all relatable content for it is sure. but the episode yeah. before that promises promises i think was some of Corey's best like oh, yeah. character acting mm-hmm. so um yeah we were annoyed at Corey at that moment but honestly i think that it was probably ben savage's best acting moments in this season yeah, I could I could agree with that. I think um, he's definitely grown into himself as an actor. Like we saw it in season one. You know what I mean? He had the the jokes. He had the time. Yeah, he, he had, had all the of that. same mannerisms, but he definitely grew into it. And I think that what the writers and the directors did was take essence of Ben Savage's personality and infuse that into the Corey character. I could definitely see that. And I think that's the best thing a writer, maybe even director can do is like they, we talk about it on Dawson's Creek with the character of Pacey, where he was a different character in the beginning and they recognized parts of the actor, Joshua Jackson, that they wanted to incorporate into Pacey. And I think that's a brilliant way to do things because with child actors, yeah, they can act, but infusing a bit of their own personal, like either personality, personal style into their characters is just going to make that character feel a little bit more rich than they otherwise would. Yeah, three, really three-dimensional, really. So that kind of brings me to our MVPs of the season. MVP and LVPs of the season. Um, So for season four, the MVP was Eric. I agree with that. He had a great season last season. He did. But it's just funny where we are now where I'm like, not that I necessarily would be thinking of him for my LVP, but we have reached the point of no return where, like we said before, it feels like we are in stupid Eric territory and it's disappointing, you know, so it's just a, a just a shift, complete shift from season to season. Yeah, I think that we definitely it was probably around what like episode nineteen twenty where the it was shift the of, end. Yeah. a shift officially happened, and it's it stinks because you're right. Eric had a great season last season where we got to see him go from the arc of um, not being able to go to college like he was hoping to at the end get into Pembroke University and it was a big win and everybody was really happy because he was working on himself during this time and now he's in college he gets his friend Jack which I do think is like a lot of really fun moments and propels him to you know I love that he has a friend but um yeah, we get we get dumb Eric, so it's definitely a difference. Who do you think is your MVP this season, though? So, interestingly enough, I thought about this a lot, and the one person who stood out to me, and I don't know if I'll get any crap for this because it's, like, technically this person isn't a full-fledged member of the cast yet, according to the Wikipedia. However... I feel like she came in in episode seven and like stole our hearts and was always just like the moral compass and the person whose people could rely on. And I had to give it to Angela because again, like this is someone, it feels similar to me to when I gave Turner my MVP. Like I think it was, was it season two where he came in and he was such a like complete amazing character and he just like stole my heart. And that's how I feel about Angela. Like she came in, she became Sean's girlfriend. Like she, 
she helped him a lot with through a lot of things. She was Topanga's best friend and she just seemed to be the person people could rely on. And honestly, a lot of the um, the person who talks reason into others. Right. She always seemed to be speaking the truth. And and I got to give it up to her for her amazing screams. And, and then there was Sean. <laughs> right. Yeah. So she gets I bonus think- points for that. Yeah, I think Angela is a real breath of fresh air for this series. I think that um, having Sean fall in love this season was a really big part of the season. Yeah. Um, having a and more of a feminine energy really helped this season. Having Topanga have a friend outside of the two boys was really nice. So I could see where you're coming from with that decision and I totally respect it. I think that Angela is a really important addition and I'm yeah. really thankful that we had it, um, had her. I'm excited because we know that she's going to be in the next two seasons as yeah. well and um, we're going to learn more about her outside of having a relationship with Sean, which I don't think, I mean, some of our critiques of season four was that all of Topanga's storylines were wrapped up in Corey and all of Corey's storylines are wrapped up in Topanga. And for whatever reason, I didn't feel the same uh, issue with uh, Sean and Angela, but maybe that's because they're not as forced down our throats. They're as not as much. cutesy. And I think mm-hmm. on top of that, I do think we could obviously a fair critique of the show is that Angela deserves her own storyline separate from the other characters. But it's rare that we see that this season. Um, but I will say I don't think we feel that as much because she's also she's not just Sean's girlfriend. She's also friends with Topanga. She's Topanga's mm. best friend. Yeah. And so we get to see like as an example, even though this still includes the boys, um, the the episode where they work at like the Mexican restaurant, like that is like those two together. Right. So it feels a little less about Sean. You know? Right. Right. And we get to see Angela's perspective separated from both Topanga and from uh, Corey and Sean when she's kind of the audience's voice where she we she gives her opinion a lot to like randos like in the hallways and at parties. Yeah. So we get to hear kind of her perspective on things at times, um, which is really nice. Um, so I think that's a, a really good pick. Um, for me, I I honestly think that my MVP is Corey. And the reason why is because this season felt like a very Corey-centered season. We've had Sean-centered seasons and we've had Eric-centered seasons. And I think this is the first time that it was really about Corey's evolution and journey. And it was not always great And it was oftentimes frustrating, but it was really about him finding his footing. Um, I think that's a really unique thing in a in a show, especially when um, they're so young. He -hmm. has this girlfriend that he feels like he's been with his entire life. And it's very realistic to say, I'm super young and there's somebody else there that I'm really interested in. And I kind of want to explore that. And we get to see Corey's thought process and how it wasn't malicious, the kiss with Lauren. It happened naturally. And we get to see him make that decision in the moment, realize it wasn't the best decision for him 
and come to the to the realization that with your choices, there's ramifications. And he lost to Pang in that moment. And I think that we get to see Corey struggle with that decision and then, you know, can, and then eventually get back with Topanga after some time. And I think that between his evolution there, making realizing that he made a mistake, plus his Ben Savage's just comedy chops and all of his character moments of this season and finding his own in the Corey character that is going to be the Corey character for the rest of the series. I think that I honestly think that this is his season. I think that he really owned it and I think that it was a very Corey centered season and I we haven't had it like a Corey season we haven't had a season where we're like this yeah. is Corey season <laughs> like and he's the boy in the boy means world mm-hmm. and I, I mean like I don't know if we're even going to get another one after this but I feel like season yeah. five is ultimately Corey's like story arc yeah I think for me um, it's hard to say, right? Like with, with MVPs and LVPs, um, I know we've been like, we've gone back and forth a little bit from season to season on like how exactly we're doing the criteria for them, right? Like, yeah. is it someone like Morgan who is barely around this season or is it someone who is around, but doesn't necessarily make decisions that we agree with, right? Like it's, it's hard to say mm-hmm. for me personally, this season for my LVP, I went with someone who was around but made decisions that I didn't either didn't like or I got frustrated with along like all, throughout time, you know, through this the season. Um so for me that it couldn't be an Allie and there Amy. They weren't here a ton. Um Eric he didn't get to that version of Eric we really d- dislike until more of the end of the season. And I will say, like, I did. We'll get to it. But I did enjoy, like, him and Jack kind of becoming friends. I thought that was really fun to see because throughout all of these seasons, we've been four seasons into the show. And he didn't have really a friend besides Jason, who wasn't around a ton. Um, and so for my LVP of the season, I actually chose Corey. And that yep. is because I just... All of the things, and again, all this stuff, all the drama he brought us, very thankful for him, right? Like, I loved the Linda Cardellini of it all. Like, one of the best episodes of the season, one of the best story arcs of the season. But I think um, the stuff that he does, the waffling back and forth while completely understandable, he could have handled it better. And he also lies to Topanga repeatedly, which is not something that's very good. And on top of that... I really dislike how he tries to control everybody about the college decision and make people and he makes both Topanga and Sean feel like crap in mm-hmm. those moments. And so to me, it's just like, yeah, he's around and he he makes he brings the drama, which I very much appreciate. But he's doing a lot of shit that like isn't great. And honestly, we've all been here like it's it's really relatable, like you said, like. He doesn't want things to change. A lot of teens go through this, especially when they're going off to college. He has a good life. He loves his family. He loves his friends. He loves his girlfriend. He doesn't want any of that to change. Whereas he can't really understand where Sean is coming from on the, because Sean has never had it very easy like Corey has. Right. I'm not going to lie if, and I don't know if this is cheap, but I was thinking that as much as Corey's my MVP, I also think that he's my LVP. And like I said, yeah. I don't know if that's he's cheap. He's had highs and lows. Yeah. And and my reasoning behind it is because he's been incredibly 
frustrating this season. Yeah. He's made countless mistakes. He's been very pushy um, and a bit controlling throughout the season in various aspects, whether it be his relationship with Topanga pushing um, his prerogative at prom pushing the fact that he wants everybody to go to the same colleges um he was a real asshole to his dad uh he also um (laughs) like fought with eric still Mm -hmm. uh i mean there was in almost every single episode there was something that we were like, Corey's being a dick again. Mm-hmm. Uh, we didn't like what he, where he was coming from. We didn't. I mean, he, there was the episode where he was being such a downer because of his breakup. So then he decided yeah. to drink at the party and then like pulled Sean into that mess, too. So there's which was very fun to watch. But also I mean, that, like- was, a, that was a really <laughs> great episode, but it wasn't mm-hmm. like his best moment. And the thing yeah. is, is that. Like if I had to rank our favorite characters, no, like Corey wouldn't be my favorite character, but I think that he's equally like awful this season, but also it was a Corey centered season. So I can see why, yeah. like what you consider when MVP is, are they your favorite person? Did they move the story forward? Um, are yeah. you rooting for them? Um, could all be reasons why you would call someone an MVP. So if I had to say uh, he is my like story MVP, but as a person, he's my LVP because he fucking sucked this season. Yeah, I think that's totally valid. That's totally fair. And like, yeah, he did bring us the drama and we loved it. Right. But he yeah. also did shit that felt icky it felt wrong it felt like not something we wanted to see but if he didn't have these moments then we wouldn't be having all the these like feelings that this season was the best season like he's the reason why this season is so good because he's the one that's making all these things happen yeah I would say him for sure and then obviously like Sean always feels like a contributor to all of this because he's still around in all of right like the uh, and then there was Sean is touted as probably yeah. the best episode of Boy Meets World and a lot of it is centered on Sean trying to deal with Corey and Topanga's relationship and his own feelings about mm-hmm. it and so I would argue like yeah Sean is just as much a part of it all it's just Corey is like leading the charge on the drama of this season and he's like you said he's the one who has Sean drink like he's the bad influence right. of the season. Sean Corey is doing the actions, and we watch Sean react to what's happening and yeah. deal with the decisions that Corey makes. And yeah. oftentimes it was the opposite a way around Sean would make the actions. He would blow up the mailbox. He would run away from home, and we watched. Corey react to those decisions yeah. it switched the season and I think that is why this is kind of a really important season for Corey as much as frustrating as he was as annoying he was I just think that this is a really good season and it wasn't all about it was a lot about it was Topanga but it wasn't all about Topanga because we get to see yeah. him struggling with change we get to see him relate or deal with his like vi- like his thoughts on what his family dynamic is like yeah. um 
so we get to see him take interest in another girl uh so there is just like a lot going on this season with Corey, and all in all i think that it all of it was very compelling ready for a career in behavioral health earn your online degree at herzing university choose from health and human services psychology or social work programs gain the skills to work coordinate and manage nonprofits. secure a bachelor's in psychology to study mental health or advance your social work career through our online masters of social work let us help you become a social change agent your future starts now at herzing university text health to 85109 that's health to 85109 or visit herzing.edu Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Um, so let's, let's dive into each character's arc. We kind of already talked through Corey a lot because he was, he was both on our list for MVP, LVP. Um, but let's, let's dive into a little bit more about Sean. He had a very different season than we've seen before. He still had the drama, of course, like he's always had, right? Like, but he hasn't had as much family drama this season because right. he we meet Jack, his half brother, and he ends up moving in with him. So we lose the Chet and and his and uh, what the hell is his mom's name? Verna and Verna, Verna drama. Um, and on top of that, we don't get as much dating drama because he ends up with Angela pretty soon or early on in the season. Yep. Yeah. So uh, chasing Angela was. Um, episode eight while mm-hmm. i love you donna karen which is the purse episode is episode seven so yeah it's pretty early yeah. it's pretty early and i think like um him and angela any other show might break them up a million times in one season because mm-hmm. sean is known as like a bit of a player he's uh, someone who likes to like date a lot of girls um, I really loved the stability that Angela offered Sean on yeah. top of the fact that he's exploring this new relationship with his half brother, um, which I think kind of replaces the normal family drama we get from Sean. But even if it's family drama, it's way more stable than like any other family drama. That he's That's had. true. Yeah. And plus it's a mirror on all the other family drama that he has because um. Because it deals with Jack having a different upbringing than right. Sean has. It deals with the fact that um, that Jack not only had money stability, but also right. between his mom and his stepdad had familial stability where he didn't have to worry that people were going to run off. Um, yeah. And this makes this puts Sean in a position where he thinks that he is less than Jack at times and that Jack either wants to buy him out because he feels bad for him or any number of things so we get to see their dynamic and throughout the season it goes from you know normal like well not so normal it goes Mm -hmm. from 
uh, really, really like they don't know how to respond to each other. They don't really relate yeah. to each other to more of a brotherly bond throughout the season, which was really nice to see. And yeah, we finally get mm-hmm. some stability for Sean. He won't have to worry about where he's going to sleep the next day. He won't have to worry about what he's going to yeah. eat the next day. Um, yeah. And the other great. thing, the other thing we do see from Sean, which is, a really big deal is after the um, incident with Corey uh, wanting him to drink, um, Sean continues drinking and we get the whole scene with him and Jack where we find out that Sean's father had a drinking problem and that is why um, him and Jack's mom didn't mm-hmm. stay together and that this is something that Sean needs to be aware of. And even though we never got a follow-up in terms of like, is Sean seeing a counselor? Is he seeing a therapist? Like what exactly is he doing to remedy this or to understand it better? Um, I'm really happy they did include that scene at the end where Sean is talking to Feeney about it. Um, Cause again, a lot of the heavy, heavy stuff usually goes to Sean um, for storylines. And I liked the way they did that storyline. I thought it was really effective storytelling um, and it made a lot of sense. Um, And beyond that, I think they're wrapping up Sean's story in terms of like, you know, the graduation of it all and how he's kind of like, let's get it over with, you know, like I've never wanted to be here. I still don't. I want to, I want to be done with high school. I think that Sean is one of the most well-written, consistently written characters on the show. Yeah. Um, Every action he takes makes complete sense from what we've learned about him the past, you know, four and a half, five seasons. Um, I feel like I really understand Sean and I feel like I understand why he makes decisions and I can understand actually why he and Angela are not really on again, off again, like a Corey and Topanga is because Sean's lost so much in his life that these people that provide stability and love for him, he would not want to let them go. Yeah. So I can see why their relationship is different from a Corey and Topanga and why we oftentimes find it a more, mature relationship and a more relatable relationship because not only are they not like all over each other and lovey-dovey and over the top as Corey and Topanga but also it's realistic where um we don't know that much about Angela yet but we know a heck of a a lot about Sean and he is not going to let somebody slip out of his life again um yeah yeah, and I think it's also one of those things where um, Sean and Angela as a couple make more sense because they're not as certain as Topanga and Corey are. Corey yeah. and Topanga are really different than your average teen couple where they're like, we are going to get married. We are going to have kids. Angela and Sean are more like, we're dating and we're still figuring it out. You know, yeah. we're still learning about each other. And, and it feels that's much good. more approachable. That's fine. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah totally. It's, so, it's not as wild as the Topanga and story, uh, Corey of it all. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely think that it's nice to see Sean struggle less the yeah. season and that's because he's getting the stability from his new home and from a, a um a relationship that is um you know long term yeah it's more stable it's yeah. yeah it's actually um it's helping him right like he's yeah. always had Corey, um but i think you know Obviously, it's like, who feels like the third wheel? Is it Sean or is it Topanga? But I think a lot of times, like, he he deserves it, too. And I think that's why he struggled so much with Corey and Topanga is be- breaking up is because 
that was his example of love, right? Yeah. Not his parents. It was Corey and Topanga. And that right. really rocked him in a major way this yeah, season. Yeah, yeah. How do you feel about how much he was affected by the breakup? It was oftentimes yeah. like, why do you care so much? But I think you hit the nail on the head. It really has to do with like that was his vision of what true love looks like and if they're not going to work out then how can anybody work out exactly that is exactly what he thinks it's they're supposed to be the best couple of all time and what hope do I have if they can't make it work and I think it's totally realistic for Sean to be using them and putting them up on a pedestal Mm -hmm. because he doesn't have really a ton of other examples he has Alan and Amy to an extent but He's way closer with Corey and Topanga. So right. he's going to use them as his example. Um, but yeah, I loved Sean's storyline this season. I was happy to see him get a bit of a break from uh, the family heartbreaking stories that he usually gets. He still has a few, right? Like we find out about the alcoholism in his family and, and all of that. But um, more stability for Sean is is great. And I'm excited to watch him in the next couple seasons grow even more. Um, let's move on to Alan and Amy who didn't have, I mean, we kind of expected this though, right? Like as the seasons get further down the line, we're getting way more from the, um, teens than we are going to be getting from the adults because the adults don't have to carry the storylines. And as you go older, um, not that you rely less on your parents, but you don't go to them as much for advice as you do other people. Right. Yeah. Obviously the, main headline of the season for me is the fact that um they are pregnant with uh a new baby and how that's going to respond to them my favorite amy and alan moment was in promises promises where um not only is it fun to see them role play but also the fact that they gave their trust to Corey and Topanga to make their own decision yeah the night of prom I thought that was an an outstanding parenting moment for them um so I think that was extremely memorable aside from that I suppose um, the uh, Christmas episode with Topanga coming over and yeah. them claiming that she ruined Christmas for them. That was pretty infuriating. Yeah. Uh, the only other it, like for everybody, actually, yeah, everybody was having a rough time. Um, For me, the other moment that stands out, not necessarily in a good way, um, is when uh, they discover Corey and Sean drinking and Alan really lays into them in a way that is like he's had a temper all of these seasons right consistent he's a consistent character with his temper issues um but it sucked to watch him blame sean um it was nice that they you know had a a resolution to it afterwards but i don't think i was very satisfied with his apology um in that situation right yeah but yeah i think that um especially it's it's interesting because he he blames Sean, but then there's also I think it's the, isn't it the prom episode where he he says to Sean like don't do anything you're not ready for. He treats him like another son. Um, he does give him the lecture that he gives Corey, and mm-hmm. that you know he's not just treating him like this is my son's best friend. He's treating him like this is also my son who I'm like looking out for. Right. I think that this so. season taught uh, Alan that 
Corey is not the perfect angel that he perceives to be. And Sean's yeah. not like the ruffian that tries to corrupt his son. Um, yep. I think that this is the season that teaches him that, hopefully. Um, I think that we kind of got a lot more of what we've already got. We got Alan... Um, you know, dealing with his sons and learning what kind of father he is and what father he wants to become. And we get a little bit more of Amy realizing, like, am I more than um, a housewife and a mom? And I think that uh, I think that we had another episode like that this season. I can't think of what that was, but um, I think it's a lot of the same from Amy and Alan. I'm excited to see what uh, the baby will do to mix this up. It's so weird. Once again, another um, Dawson's Creek spoiler, but um, <laughs> yeah, it's so strange that at the same point in both shows, um, we're getting a baby. Um, yeah, from it, a someone who already has like done with kids, kind of thing. Yeah, um, um, but this is such a, also a common parallels. trope. I suppose I didn't realize yeah. how common it was until we have two shows that are completely different that have very similar things happening. Yep. But yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think that they probably need that to like mix some things up a little bit in their households. But um, I think that we're starting to veer away from. Especially with Corey not living at home anymore. Yeah. We, I don't know how much we're going to see of Amy and Alan of se- in season six. Yeah. Yeah. No, definitely. I don't think we'll see a ton of them. I think that we've kind of outgrown them in a way because, again, like once you're in college, like, yeah, you do. Of course you like I'm not, I'm not. This is not me saying you never rely on your parents once you're above a certain age. But like. Um, you don't go to them for advice, maybe, unless it's, like, very specific things, right? Right. Um, you wouldn't go to them about your love life, probably, unless you were really close with them. Um, I just think these characters have other people they would be reaching out to in those instances. Right. Um, let's, like, go through Morgan because it's going to be quick. Like, barely in this season. Um, yeah. Only the only time I can really remember her is like in the episode where Corey's like upset about the college situation. It's like what is it, the penultimate episode? Right, I remember that aspect. Uh, yeah, I don't remember. I remember uh, in the raging Corey episode where Alan is like, "Oh, you're my good one. Like, you know, yeah. you don't cause me that much drama." She's definitely a uh, side character um, and not really moving the story forward at all. Yeah, no, not at all. Uh, she's not around, um, and it's it's fine. Like we don't need her to be, you know. At this point, I think I'm fine with her not having huge presence on the show because we've we've moved on from that, right? Like they're not making a, a kids show anymore, right? Um, so we don't really need that storyline anymore, right? Yeah, it's um, not like was like growing pains. They really focus yeah. on every single kid. It's yeah, not like that. This is Corey's world. Yeah, <laughs> and we're just living in it. We're just living in it. Um. So let's move on to Eric because Eric had an interesting journey in that he starts college. Mm-hmm. He moves in with Jack. So he's outside of the house. Um, and we still see him like interacting with everyone, obviously, but he's more so like attached to Feeney, I think, than most everyone else. Um, I think probably the highlight for uh, Eric is the Eric goes to Hollywood episode just because it's centered on Eric you know uh, in right. this weird world he's living in um right I really en- 
enjoyed that episode. I gotta say, it, you it know, was really fun. It's kind of, I don't know. For me, it's kind of on the bottom. But maybe I'm just being too harsh on it. I just think that it's just it was sandwiched in between like really riveting stuff, and I was just like, that's Why? fair. I was like, this is like annoying me. Like I don't want. I want, yeah. but you know, you can't have serious episodes every single time. Um, but I guess that that was my frustration at the t- at the moment. But um, for me, Eric, it I love his friendship with Jack. I think it's super important for him to have friends outside of his own family. I'm excited for next season because of Rachel. Um, yep. I think it's that's going to make me like Eric stuff. a little bit more, even yeah. though Eric is now the dumb Eric that we know. Right. Um, I think that like, yeah, he still has some fun stuff this season. And I agree with you that Eric goes to Hollywood struggles because of its placement in the season, not mm-hmm. because of the episode itself, because I love that episode. I think it's interesting. It's strange. Um, I'll never forget the like the vision of um, Ryder Strong like huddled up on the couch like she's so loud she's so loud <laughs> when Topanga walks in right um but yeah it, it struggles from its placement but um yeah and then of course we also have like the the witches of Pembroke like obviously Eric is involved in all of that that was a mostly, fun episode yeah. yeah it's it's mostly Jack stuff but yeah I think that like Eric struggles a bit here because um he just doesn't get a ton of episodes to himself this season and so he's not as big of a character as he once was um but I'm excited that he's probably going to be involved in more of the drama and more of the storylines next episode next season because obviously like you said we'll get Rachel and also he's going to the same college as everyone else so right, right. he'll be involved he'll be more of a peer to Corey I imagine Yes. Yeah. It's he, he I think that the fact that he was not living at the Matthews household and he would just yeah. like visit and pop in. Um, I think that that was definitely um, a factor. Uh, he definitely seemed more attached to Feeney and missing his mentor um, yeah. in this season. Uh, do you think it's funny that we're up to season six and we still don't have a full throttle Feeney call? I'm baffled. Like, yeah. it is so iconic it's, to it's me. It's probably the most memorable thing about Boy Meets World. I wonder if when it does happen, it if it's just going to be like constant. every episode it happens. But, <laughs> but yeah, isn't it curious? It's like, it's so ingrained in all of our heads. If you're a Boy Meets World fan, you think of the Feeney call and we're up to season six and it hasn't fully come into fruition. It's insane to me. It is wild. I yeah. wouldn't, if you had asked me when we started this entire series when the Feeney call would happen, I'd be like, I don't know, like a couple seasons down the road. Nuh-uh. Nuh-uh. Insane. But looking forward to that, I'm expecting it to happen in season six. That's what makes sense to me. But um, yeah. And then, of course, it goes without saying, we are... In Dum Dum territory, we've talked about it a lot. I don't know how much we can really go into it. They're going to use um, Eric as a comedic character now. They're not going to use him for any, like, heartfelt things. Uh, yeah, maybe, which sucks because... I mean, I think I, that we're going to get a couple, a few, but, but definitely by season seven, all comedy. I think that maybe in season six we'll get something a little. Yeah. We'll see. I'm, I want to say that, like, what sucks is that we did get some Corey Eric stuff early on with, like, the, the brotherly relationship. 
Mm-hmm. I still think they could do more. Like, I remember there being times where I'm like, why are they not? Why are they not having this conversation together? Or like, right. why is he not going to Eric about being nervous about college? Like, there are so many moments where they could utilize Eric better and they don't. Yeah. It's like it's almost like as soon as they introduce Jack, they're like, Eric no longer is going to be the older brother. He's going to be the zany sidekick. Yeah, that's true. He's not going to be the sex icon anymore. He's the zany sidekick. Yeah, well, that and it's really sad to say, but like. As soon as Will Friedle gains weight in like one of these upcoming seasons. And by gaining weight, I'm not, this is not like no one is shamed at all. It's, it's, it's a little bit of weight that people do when they get older. And anyway, um, it sucks that like, I feel like that's why he was no longer known as like sex symbol. They're like, oh, we can't possibly be, you know what I mean? Mm, Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean. I loved Eric last season. I think that he had a phenomenal season. I think that season three was also a good season for him. Yeah. Um, yeah. I gave him my MVP like on a different season. That's the thing. So it sucks, but it's the way we know what's going to happen. At least we're prepared for it. You know, like we, we mm-hmm. just know what's going to happen yep. with Eric. Um, Let's move on to Topanga. 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 A lot of stuff going on with her this season. Her thumb rings, her French tips. <laughs> I'll never forget that zoom in on the thumb ring with the French tip. Never. Yeah. Okay. Never my so life. obviously fashion icon still. We did not have fashion wars this season, but we know if we did, she would be the, our winner. She's our forever winner. Um, I think that her season obviously was surrounded around the breakup. Um, and dealing with that, dealing with the fact that she got lied to, that she got cheated on, um, and the ramifications of that. Of course, we had her episode, in my opinion, is Starry Night, where she herself goes on a date, gets wrapped around being with somebody, um, and having, forming a conversation with somebody and potentially seeing a future or a relationship with somebody else and then yeah. ultimately realizing that no she wants to be with Corey. Um I think that's the episode where she really shines. Um yeah. And then also continuing to kind of you know figure out without Corey where does she stand with her friendships? Where does she stand with Sean? Does she have a friendship with Sean without yeah. Corey? Uh you know, making this friendship with Angela, which um, I'm excited for upcoming seasons where they can actually develop it. And it d- feels a little bit less like just friends, um, their boyfriends, girlfriends, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, actually forming yeah. a true friendship. Well, because she we have the episode this season where he, him and Jack have the chicken pox and she like yeah. is forcing them. She's like, I'm going to take care of you. Um, yeah, I think. We see a lot from Topanga this season in terms of her. I do appreciate that she is um, strong enough to break things off with Corey when he goes out with Linda Cardellini. Not Mm -hmm. that it's tough. It's a catch 22, right? Like he was kind of damned if you do, damned if you don't. But her realizing that he has feelings for her and cannot choose between them or even sees some type of future without her is enough for her to call things off. And that's like really tough to do. Especially Um, at that age, she knows her self-worth and she knows that if you have to think about it, then 
then I'm not the girl for you because exactly. I know my self-worth and I am nobody's second choice or yep. second option. Exactly. Great for Jakanga. I think that's a great message for young girls to watch. Yep. I think that that's something really, really important for um, people to see. Um, yeah. And no, she was willing to try out a different date, too. Like she wasn't yep. she was it took her a minute, but she was open to it. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, at times you might be I mean, I talked about. Um, when I was a kid, I was frustrated with Topanga because I was like, just get back with Corey. He loves you. You guys are meant to be. That's how my child's thought process was. But as no. a grown adult woman, I can realize the message that this show is saying is incredibly impactful. Yeah. And I wish that I took that in when I was watching this when I was like, what, 13 years old or whatever. Yeah, because definitely. it's so important. Women need to know their worth. They need to know that you're not defined by a man. If somebody cheats on you, you're not supposed to just get back with them. And, and, and yada, yada, yada. You know, I don't need to get on my soapbox, but I'm just saying that's an important lesson to teach young women and young young men as well like, yeah know everybody. your worth yeah and you, you know people and decisions that you make have real life effects and i think that this yep. season shows a great example of that and i mm -hmm. think that there's nothing wrong also with having some time apart and realizing that the person that you were with previously is your person and you want to give it another go there's yeah. nothing wrong with that no there isn't and i i also really um love the once they do get back together and they you know the honesty night is so stupid but like the prom episode you know um they realize it's not it's not the right time um mm -hmm. and uh, I don't l necessarily love the penultimate episode where we have Topanga getting accepted to Yale. And I, I she's so easy on Corey sometimes where I feel like I'd be a bit tougher on him. But that's also my personality and not necessarily Oh, my hers. gosh. If you were Corey's girlfriend, he would be crying every night to bed. <laughs> He'd be terrified well, He wouldn't you. be treating me like shit. Now, would he? <laughs> he, he would not be treating you like shit, but also he would be literally terrified of you. Good. Let him be terrified. Um, and then of course, obviously we can't not, we can't talk about Dapinga and not talk about her decision to, first of all, give Sean her valedictorian speech. Whatever. But that was second. the stupidest shit ever. Like at I least know. give it to Minkus. Like that's if what you, I'm saying. If you don't want to give the speech, fine, I guess, even though she was so insistent on yeah. getting that A, uh, to get 700 so that she could yeah. be number one and then to just give her speech to Sean where Sean gave like the worst speech of all time. Yep. But then she decides to go to Pembroke instead of Yale and then she decides to propose to Corey, which I feel like is a little bit of a flop. <laughs> it is a flop. Like, I, again, we talked about this when we podcasted about the episode, but like as adults, it feels very different than it did when we were kids feels very different from when we were kids also it kind of reverses uno reverse card every reverse reverse all the work that we put towards Topanga being an independent woman that does things for herself that you know wants to mm. put herself to push her forward in her success in life I feel like it and it's hard because once again 
I've been there. I was the girl that went to a college with a guy because I didn't want to lose a relationship. I get it. I was there. It's super, super hard. But I feel like it's a little out of character. And I don't love the idea of her giving something up like Yale yeah. just because of a guy. Of course. Of course. And it's also the fact, I mean, to be fair, she also is the one who proposed, which is um, not but uh, it was it's her, against it was, the norm. It was a justification, yeah. which is pretty awesome. But once again, I wish that was like out of context, not influenced by a decision because of Yale. Yeah. Like, I wish that if she was going to propose to Corey, super cool. Awesome. Like, but I wish I had nothing to do with her decision to go to Yale or not. Yeah. Because I she was needing a reason to stay. And yeah, that was absolutely. her reason. And yeah. I don't love that. But when I was a kid, I was like, so fucking romantic. The most epic thing of all time. <laughs> But now uh, we're just we're adults now you know we can see it for what it actually is i mean topanga's an awesome character she has been since episode four when she came a unique character probably somebody that is not like anybody else in modern television but <laughs> to get all the way here yeah. get into yale and give it all up for love the show yeah. is telling us that that is a romantic gesture. And I'm telling you, the show, it's a little fucked up. And it is. She, it's a little fucked up. And it's something a teenager it, does. She does. You know? yeah. And then she deals with it in the next season, which we'll see. Which we'll get blah, to it. Blah, blah, yeah. blah, blah. But, um, but then again, then we have the argument of this is your decision, Topanka. Do not hold that against Corey. Because yeah. that's on you. And we'll yeah. get into that we'll in season that. six. Yeah. Um, let's move on to Feeny. I feel like not a ton. Not of a ton from Feeny. Not a ton for Feeny. Um, I think that once again, the there was there like usually we get like a Feeny centered episode. I don't really think we got that this year. We um, didn't, and we we were missing out on the Feeny Eric content a little bit because he was playing off playing with Jack so much. Right. Uh, what we did get was him going to Hollywood with Eric. That was fun. Um. We get but him, otherwise not not a ton. Uh, we get like a couple of times where he's trying to like refocus Sean. Yeah. Um, not a ton, not a ton. And then we oh. get his like ultimate retirement, which obviously we know mm-hmm. not gonna stick. Right, but yeah, his decision to retire, go to Jackson Hole, that is a big moment. I'm sure we were all shaking in our boots back in the yeah. day. Um. <laughs> But yeah, uh, so not a ton from Feeny this season, no. but um, once again, I think that we're really refocusing this show on the kids. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, uh, we're going to get the Feeny call, so we know we're eventually going to get some more Feeny. <laughs> we'll get, we'll um, get the Feeny call. Yeah. We'll all be good after that. Yeah. Um. Let's let's move on to new guy Jack. Jack is introduced this season. Um, from, I mean, obviously we know eventually he turns into like a very vain character. We saw shades of it, um, when he was like in front of the camera, um, in his modeling debut. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, I love the inclusion of Jack here simply because it not only gives a fun friend for Eric, um, and loved all of the, which is a Pembroke thing, like so funny. Um, but it also gives a brother to Sean and kind of connects everybody together and really happy he's to a see good Jack bridge. on the show. He's yeah. a really, really good bridge character connect to connect everybody. I think you that know. like Angela, he's a breath 
of fresh air. I think that we needed a character like him to round out the cast, um, give Eric purpose as to why we would be hanging out with Eric um, as the show evolves. And I think that him, I mean, we we get to know a little bit about him, his past. Um, he really, really finds importance on forming this relationship with Sean. Of course, Sean's argument is, why didn't you do this my entire life prior? But what is it? Didn't didn't somebody hide the letters or some nonsense like that? Yeah. Yep. Um, so it's not really either of their faults. Um, nope. I think that's really important for Sean to get family that is someone that he can rely on it's really important for eric to get a real friend his own age um and i think that uh he's a good addition to the cast absolutely completely co-sign all of that and i just think like it's nice that sean has like a very steady family member in his life he needs it he needs it it's so important yeah, so it's exciting to see him uh, a part of the show now. And someone who is equally as exciting um, that we're excited to see. Talked a little bit about her earlier, but Angela has arrived. Finally, we have waited so long for her to get here. Yeah. Um, love her. We talked a little bit um, as I gave her my MVP, but um, I love especially something I wanted to point out. I didn't point out earlier is um, during the whole, oh gosh, what uh, what episode was it where all of Sean's former girlfriends – um, first girlfriend's, first girlfriend's club. club yeah so they take him they you know whatever she like doesn't really doubt sean a ton nope. and like as soon as she finds him she's just like what's wrong with you people like she is <laughs> yeah she always believes in sean and she it doesn't matter what she's heard what the rumors are and she's just so like cool calm and collected at all times yeah. and i so appreciate that that is the way she is not just from a character perspective, because I think that Sean needs that stability in his life. He needs someone who is super even keel. Oh, it would be deal with so bad if his first real relationship was somebody that would like run away from when exactly. everything has got tough because that's what yep. he's used to. So it is so smart for the show to when they finally introduce a long term relationship for Sean for it to be so stable and yeah. healthy. That's and- really important. Yeah, and it's somebody who doesn't have experience just like he does. Like, she doesn't have relationship experience, and neither Mm -hmm. does he. And it puts him on, like, a level playing field. But on top of that, obviously, we've talked before, we've criticized this show before about the lack of diversity. Like, it's a a thing, right? Like, it is. We know it. It's there. We got to shout it out. Um, So, obviously, that's super important for her to be here. But I also just think having a black woman on the show... And having her be such a calming presence, not the trope of, like, the angry black woman. You know what I mean? I also think that is, like, super important to recognize as well because that's exactly who she is. She is someone who is so calm and, I mean, obviously screams withstanding in the – and then there's Sean. (laughs) She is so calm and just collected and she – smooths everything out right she calms Topanga down she's friends with Topanga she she gets Sean to like you know like when he's shouting she's like Sean like now is not the time like maybe we should talk about this you know um I just think like even when Sean goes off the handle and he drinks and he pushes her which is so far beyond all of the lines crosses every line um she's willing to like be like I don't like when you drink call me when you stop you know like I just love Angela. I should have mentioned that and why I gave her my MVP. But, like, 
she just brings this um energy that i think it's a very adult energy and i think that is probably due to trina mcgee being uh, yeah literally older than the rest of the young adults in the cast um i think that it's it's a a really important person to have ground us also i want to point out the significance of having an interracial couple in the late 90s represented so nicely um once again it was not i mean we see it in dawson's creek once again an interracial couple and it was the talk of the town to see this and it's not even a question and it's loving and it's Uh, healthy and it's a great relationship i think that is amazing representation for the late 90s and early 2000s that wasn't shown a lot um and it was it was great to normalize that back in the day um i saw it and i was like when i was a kid i didn't question it but i know that it was probably revolutionary for the time Absolutely. Um, Love Angela. Love that she's a part of this cast now. Super excited to see even more of her going forward because I know we do dive a little bit more into her backstory. Um, So really excited for all of that. Um, And that's our cast. That's the that's I mean, we're growing. That's a big cast. But obviously with Amy now and getting and Morgan obviously getting a lot less to do. Um, shall we move on to our favorite episodes? I know you yes. usually end up. Did you end up ranking them all like you usually yeah, I do? I did. I did. Okay. Um, I'll just say my top five faves and my yeah. bottom five faves. Okay. I'll um, tell you if mine are of the same because I only I just put down these are the ones I like. These are the ones I wasn't. With yeah. So I really loved um, ep- season five, episode 14, Heartbreak Corey. This is the infamous cabin episode. This is my number yeah. one. I think it's extremely memorable. I think that it's very saucy. I think that it. Um, moves the plot forward for the season and creates mm-hmm. a lot of the drama. Um, and I think that it's like, you know, it watching it as an adult, it's not as like scandalous as no, it once of course, was I mean, because it's yeah. in, 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 in a good way because it's relatable now. It's not it's realistic. It's, it's realistic. Not, yeah. It's not back in the day. It was like, oh, scandal. Like, how could yeah. he? And it's now not it's OTT like a lot of shows are. Yeah. And I think that it's really realistic to make connections um, with people uh, that you're not expecting to make. And I thought that it yeah. was a great episode. And I think that it's memorable where it's like every if you say the cabin episode of Boy Meets World, every single person yeah. is going to know what you're talking about. Yeah, I had that one at number two um, simply because the number one spot had to go to. And then there was Sean. Yeah. Me. Yeah. For me, um, that's number three. Yeah. Um, and and <laughs> maybe I'm trying to be a contrarian because I'm like, I don't want it to be no, the no, no, number no. one episode. I totally understand why, though, because. Um, it's iconic in that like you want to throw it on on Halloween like that's the type of iconic episode it is it is not a plot heavy episode really it's more for laughs it's more for just like the the parody of it all um, versus like Heartbreak Corey is more uh, about the plot it's about Topanga and Corey's yeah. relationship it's it moves the plot forward I can say objecti- objectively that I think that and then there is Sean is probably the best episode of Boy Meets World that ever exists but yeah. is it my favorite? No. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, so I had, yeah, so I had, that as my number one heartbreak Corey. And then first girlfriends club was, uh, up on my list as well. Yeah. That's number four for me too. It's a great episode. We get to see a lot of people from Sean's past, a lot of callbacks, some more justified than others. Uh, Uh Libby, what are you doing here? I couldn't, I could not with that, but it was so fun. I, I remember that podcast because it was just so ridiculous. We were like, what is happening? (laughs) It was a lot, a lot of fun. That was a great episode. And then Mm -hmm. um, my number two is Promises, Promises. Yep, I had that on my list as well. I think it's just a great episode. I think that it's funny. It's fun. I think it tells a good story. I think that Amy and Alan were actually good parents in that moment. Yeah. Um, So I think that it's a really, really good episode. And I think it's a good episode to watch that uh, prom night doesn't have to be that like perfect night and of course it's super super funny i mean yeah uh, we had mary on the episode and she's probably still quoting uh the the bellhop guy yeah all that jazz yeah um i had that one on my list i also have torn between two lovers um all of the sean or all of the Corey topanga drama episodes obviously Mm -hmm. are making the list um that one was on mine i'm sure it was on yours as well it was up there, yeah. Top yeah. ten. Um, I mean, all these episodes are really good. I don't really think thing. that. Um, yeah. I I mean, for me, I also had if you can't be with the one you love, yep, which me is too. obviously the alcohol episode, which uh, banned by the way on they don't air that, but I think it's a really really dramatic, interesting episode to watch, and um, I think that was really really important as well. And I think that, I mean, honestly, like, I think that there are, like, 16 great episodes to season five. Great episodes. And that's not good. Great episodes. Some are, like, probably perfect episodes. But, and then we have, like, a chunk where I just don't think, not intolerable. I can watch them. I would watch them again. But not my favorites. So, um, some of that I'm with you. It's interesting because I have I listed seven under my favorite That's in terms of like just ones do. I would pick out. I only listed two under ones that I was like, <laughs> eh, you know. Yeah. Also, I really did like Witches of Pembroke. I love. Oh yeah. I love you, Donna Karen and Chasing Angela as a pair. The episodes yep. where um, Sean finds Angela is the one that he has feelings or likes starry night that starry night's number 11 and that's a great freaking episode yeah um uh, so i six like 16 17 perfect episodes and then i would say like a couple that are like probably misses for me so what's that for you so for me um, I have two episodes listed. One is uh, honestly a word I don't want to say. It's got the, it. And then like Redacted. Uh, another word for a uh, person of Inuit descent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that is the one where to me the plot line makes absolutely no sense where Feeney threatens Sean, Corey, and Topanga Ooh. and they all have these weird assignments to do and it makes absolutely no sense. So that one to me is like really far down on the bottom yep. in terms of like not yep. really enjoying that it makes that sense. much. Um, and then my other, honestly, um, my other episode that I had listed is, uh, it's not you, it's me. I had that way down there too. Which is episode three. This is the one where Corey and Sean are fighting because Sean doesn't plan on like doing the whole college thing and they get into a big argument about it. And Eric befriends like the Dean uh, and there's a whole, it's a whole like fake 
um so or, what is it not sorority fraternity. no 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 that's fraternity row that's the episode after oh, i'm sorry that one too didn't really like that one <laughs> <laughs> um so that one all all three of those would be on my list of like eh, not that great yeah i have those pretty down i also personally eric hollywood maybe i'm just being sour see i put that in my favorites because yeah. i love that episode yeah uh boy meets real world where Corey was filming his best friend and his uh, best friend newly acquainted brother yeah and the strife and the fighting between them super gross <laughs> we didn't like that Corey, yeah Corey was like being like a real piece of work however we did get to see uh angela very 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 briefly in that yeah. moment in that episode so that was fun yeah it's uh absolutely uh yeah those those uh last couple episodes that we just mentioned just Again, they're not even that bad. They're not as bad as the like what's eating Corey Wolf situation. It's just they're not great when you when they're surrounded by such amazing episodes, they're gonna look especially bad. Yeah. Um so overall amazing season. So like we said before, our current season ratings, five, three, four, one, two. And then um I I wanna ask you, because I don't know that I ever updated yours, theme song readings. Is this your favorite theme song? Uh yeah, absolutely. Okay, I thought so. So my current theme song ratings are Five, four, three, two, one. <laughs> it's very simple for me. I, I, every episode, every season, they get better for me. Uh, for I, you, I, but what? I still hate number two, right? Two. Yep. It's so short. Five, it's not even anything. Yours was five, four, three, one, two. So we only a slight change right. there. Um, but yeah, so we're obviously we always take a week off in between seasons. So we're going to skip a week. Um, and then, of course, we'll be back at you with season six of the show can't we i mean yeah. obviously nothing is going to beat these high highs because Probably we're riding high who knows what are, what are you looking but, forward to the most in season six um rachel for sure rachel mm -hmm. is definitely high on my list Same. of like i'm excited to see if i still love her because i remember really liking her well you can character. relate to her because she's super tall that's one of her personality traits from what i remember <laughs> so she's very tall i do remember that because the guys both like have issues with it they're like oh my god she's so tall so ridiculous oh my <laughs> gosh so you're stupid. so tall yeah um i'm excited about that um i'm excited about just like them going off to um college uh, love a college moment yeah what about you Definitely the college years. Love a show set in college. Yeah. So much fun. I'm still like living my past life in college. Love college. Um, more adult topics. I want sex, drugs, rock and roll. Um, <laughs> whatever. I just want more adult topics. Uh, yeah. More drama. And of course, Rachel. Of course. Um, so we'll be back in two weeks. Uh, we're going to be covering both parts of the premiere because it's his answer part one and her answer part two um so we're gonna cover both those episodes yeah next time a double hedda yeah so get ready we're coming back at you in two weeks we have a bunch of guests lined up for next season as well so we're so excited about that as well um thank you all for listening sarah what else uh what else do we have going on in these parts we got dawson's creek weekly we have boy meets world weekly not next week but the week after <laughs> we have a movie later in the month with dr amanda rabinowitz that's so gonna be super fun and cool um as well as and that's all on shit 90s pod on twitter and instagram www.shit90spod.com in addition to that jessica and i talk about the flight attendant which is a show um with kaylee Cuoco on hbo um <laughs> 
kill me. Um, <laughs> you did it. I know. It was so bad. Uh, yeah. So we are on the second season. We're having a lot of fun talking about that show. We had a phenomenal episode with our friend Kate that got released last week. I'm really, yes. really proud of it. I think it's really important. So if you're thinking about watching the show, please do so. Please listen to that episode. Next week, we are welcoming another friend of ours and of Shit 90 Shows Taught Me. The great MJC will be covering our next episode of The Flight Attendant. So check us out over there at Posture Recaps. And you can find me at Sarah Ferguson. Amazing. Of course, I'm still covering the wilds over at Posher Recaps. We're in the middle of season two right now. We're binging all of it and we're putting out daily podcasts over at Posher Recaps on that show. So if you're into teen drama, definitely recommend it. Check, uh, catch up on season one first because season one was absolutely stellar out of this world. Season two is going OK. Some highs and lows. Um, I don't love everything they're doing. Okay. I like a lot of the stuff they're doing. It's okay. We didn't really like season two of Boy Meets World. There you go. So um, I, we can, yeah. sometimes the, the sophomore season is rough. Regardless, the podcast is always fun. So definitely it's go check that podcast. out. It's a great podcast. It is. It's five stars. Um, wow. So go check that out over at Post Show Recaps. Um, you can also find me at the Just Sterling on Twitter. Um, thank you all for listening. We so appreciate uh, anybody listening to anything we have to say. Um, so we will be back at you in two weeks with the premiere of season six of Boy Meets World. Have a good one, everybody. Just ask. 90 shows taught me. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.